Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, I'm back. <laughs> How was your Christmas? Can you remember? It seems a long time ago. I hesitate to ask in case you were working or you were on your own or somebody dropped something priceless or the presents didn't fit. On the other hand, it might have been a first Christmas, the best Christmas or the last Christmas, memorable for all sorts of reasons. For me, well, you know, when you've seen as many Christmases as I have... <laughs> The standout moment for me, well, it was Rishi Sunak asking a homeless man what business he was in. <laughs> Priceless. And King Charles punctuating his Christmas speech with pictures of people at food banks. It's a sort of, it sort of says something, doesn't it? It, it tells us something. I'm not quite sure what it, <laughs> what it tells us, but it definitely speaks. There's a word I'm searching for. The government is somehow, I don't know, disengaged, detached from the actuality. Bully Boy Barclay and the Department of Health have yet to learn there's a difference between funding busyness and investing in activity. I wonder what the cabinet really think. Members of the cabinet, in private, what they say. I could guess the Tories have lost all prospect of winning the next election and the best thing they can do in the long-term interests of the Tory party will be to leave a pile of grief a mile high that an ill-prepared novice Labour government will make a mess of and a grateful public will re-elect the Conservatives sometime around 2030. Or they'll screw down the economy and push the election date as far out as they can, hoping inflation will fall and there'll be enough in the kitty for a bonanza, a giveaway budget, and in time to develop a narrative that says something like, oh, it's been tough, we've made all the right decisions, and we've got the nation back on its feet, underpinned by a list of all the things that Labour voted against. In the meantime, the NHS faces months of strikes. Nurses' strikes moving geographically around the country a day or so at a time are difficult but manageable and trusts who are broadly sympathetic will bust a gut to make sure no one drops a ball and the nurses get the blame. The public are still supportive, the government remain very unpopular and it doesn't really matter what they do, they're not going to suddenly revitalise their prospects. Settling the strike or giving the nurses a big pay rise won't make much difference to voting intentions because I think people have already made up their mind. What no one sees, though, is how the NHS keeps going. The magic is done by moving everyone left working into the A&E front line. So that's all the consultants, the doctors, all the physios, OTs, everybody into the front line. And um, the consequences really are now that we've got three waiting lists. We've got the COVID waiters who didn't come forward during the pandemic. We've got normal waiters, about 8 million a year who come forward. And an extra one, strike waiters, deferred and dropped off during strike days, of which there are now about 5,000 from cancelled elective lists and about 26,000 hoping to get replacement outpatient appointments. Each strike day is likely to add a couple of thousand to electors and 13 or so thousand to outpatients. The trouble is going to erupt uh, if, if and when, uh, backbenchers with constituency complaints they've been able to f unable to fob off with answers like the doors being open uh, suddenly don't know what to do next. Moving the strikes around the country dilutes the impact. It could take months for a groundswell to wash over her, His Majesty's Government. I still want to call it Her Majesty's Government. His Majesty's Government. 
The RCN strategy seems to be to keep the public on side with a strike light approach and it kind of suits everyone. The NHS, whose management is broadly supportive, will just about cope. The RCN, strike light on the cheap. And the government, as the political flag, has little impact on an already unpopular government. There's no need for them to change tack. And enough activity to keep the press interested for now. All the organisations involved are suffering with what is called plan continuation bias. It's really interesting. I do a link to it in this morning's e-letter. So click on it and have a look. Basics for managers, page one. Plan continuation bias. To force a result, the RCN have no option but to bring this to a head. Change gear. Call all nurses out of all the locations they voted to strike on the same day and keep them out. There are risks, obviously. There are three big ones. Rank and file nurses won't do it and the strike collapses. The RCM will have to stump up for strike pay. They have millions in reserve, but 100,000 nurses on strike claiming £50 a day, and I guess they might have enough money for about 30 days, perhaps 30, maybe 40. And the RCM will gamble on public opinion staying solid. I'm told there's no consensus among strike organisers over what to do next. And if the gossip is correct, their council following resignations, that's the RCN council following resignations after the car report, may not be cored, awaiting election of new members. The RCN would have expected the government to have folded by now. It looks like the strike light tactics will drift on, being a damn nuisance for everyone, and a risk something dramatic could go wrong press interest will probably wane and move the story down the running order paramedics well their strikes are dicing with death but the excess death numbers tell us people are dying routinely waiting for an ambulance and the government won't engage aren't concerned the nhs is muddling through elegantly ambulance unions will have to do what they did in 1989 strike an all-out and stay-out strike for months. Eventually, Ken Clark gave in and settled. The longer both strikes go on, the closer we get to the next pay review body recommendations due in April. Could the strikes meander on for another 90 days or so? Well, maybe. Alternatively, some sort of horrible public disaster or death through strikes and neglect that the press latches onto will knock some sense into all concerned. Or... A supreme act of national leadership will give hope and purpose back to us all. <laughs> I'm not making any predictions. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Happy New Year. Bye-bye now.